The Rough Drafts Podcast is sponsored by Unicorn.com, the world's premier esports betting site. Bet on your favorite games like CSGO, Dota 2, and League of Legends and earn Unicorns through successful bets or use Unicorn's exclusive Connect program where you can earn Unicorns just by playing some of your favorite games. Use your earnings to enter Unicorn's raffles for exciting prizes like Logitech peripherals or CSGO skins. So join Chase and Walter and prove who really is the esports gambling expert. Unicorn.com. Log on today. Hello, Internet! This is Chase Redshirt King Wassenaar, and welcome to our NALCS 2017 Spring Split Predictions! We've been doing 10 of these team-by-team preview episodes, and it's about time to put our money where our mouth is. Lock in our predictions. No more wishy-washy. They could be within this kind of range. No. (laughs) We are putting our names to numbers so that we can laugh at ourselves later. And when I say ourselves, I'm of course referring to myself and my good friend, Walter Sadie Svechuk. Walter, how you doing, man? You know, I'm the biggest joke that I know of, so (laughs) I always could laugh at myself. There you go, Cloud9 fans. Congratulations. Well, let's see. I think they'll be happy with one of our lists, if nothing else. But let's go through our list. I start at number 10. I start with Envious. Uh, I would like this team uh, just by their signing of Lyra if Lyra had anywhere to go. But unfortunately, Seraph, it's too easy to pressure him and really throw off all of their communication. Uh, Apollo is not going to put any pressure on anybody. And Ninja just hasn't proven to be a carry who could take advantage of when he's given small leads. I am... Very low on this team. Walter, who is your number 10? I'm going to have to agree with you there. My number 10 is, of course, Team Envious. The addition of Apollo while trading Lod away, uh, you got rid of the rich man's Apollo. Lod had a breakthrough season last split. And anytime you have Seraph in the top lane, you have to play a very specific style. And that's Seraph style. And I'm just not sure that works in the LCS anymore. Love the addition of Lyra. Just don't like the others. Yeah. Uh, Number nine is another team where I like an addition, uh, which is Echo Fox. I like the fact that Looper's on this roster. Uh, Acadian is very raw to me. Uh, Keith is a disaster as far as what you would want from an AD carry. And Gate, as much as his shot calling is going to be good, it's going to have to be model levels of good if they're going to get the most out of Looper. Walter, who is your number nine? I have to once again agree with you, my good friend. It is, in fact, Echo Fox. Acadian's probably the poor man's Dardock. I just don't think this team can wait for him to develop and to turn into a, an exceptional jungler, uh, especially when you bring in someone like Looper. And Keith. Keith is probably the 10th best AD carry in North America, and I'm just not sure that's good enough for this team to uh, to make the playoffs or, or even barely avoid relegation. Yeah, and the team that I think they're going to be chasing at number 8 is FlyQuest. Uh, as much as I would have liked these guys if this was 2015, uh, which essentially that was the old Cloud9 roster, uh, the game has changed so much since then. Being able to be coordinated as kind of the entry level to get into the LCS, and so it's going to fall down to some of these mechanics when they play these better equipped teams, and I don't think they have enough left in the uh, in the wheelhouse to get it going. Walter, who do you have at number eight? 
Once again, I got to agree with you here, buddy. Listen, the the legend of Haidu Lam, his legendary shot-calling prowess, it's just not going to be enough because eventually talent does figure it out. And the other teams that are above this roster have more talented players, especially in the carry positions. Just thinking about high having to play against people like Bjergsen or Ryu or, or even Hui, I'm never going to pick high in that situation. So great shot-calling. Not sure about the roster. Yeah, and and let's uh, let's end this era of good feelings, Walter. I hate when we agree. So I'm going to say number seven is Dignitas. Uh, I have big problems with Chaser having watched some more Longju films since the last time we recorded. Uh, Keen is a giant question mark to me. I have huge problems with the way he plays, and Expecial did not look good on Apex last split. So that's three of your five guys. You know, someday he's going to be able to do a lot of things. He will carry them through enough games to get them to get close to the playoffs. I just don't think they have enough to get over that hurdle. Walter, I know you disagree. Who do you have at number seven? You're going too far back in your film watching. All you need to do is watch IEM, Gyeong, Yi, Immortals. I really like the roster up until they announced Ole as the support back when it could have been Pickaboo, it could have been Gorilla, it could have been any of these people. Cody's son and Ole just did not look very good. And before you get all up on my case, oh, they only practiced three games together. Fine, whatever, but at least give me something that to look forward to, and nothing that they did gave me any confidence that with a couple more weeks of practice, they would have looked any better. Okay, well, we will see uh, how far I put them up. I'm going to talk about number six right now, uh, Team Liquid. They are a playoff team. I think that they are, you know, we got more than enough talent uh, in terms of what they have in Piglet and in Rainover. Uh, the question is whether they can make that talent work for them. Piglet obviously has had some behavioral problems in the past. You don't get sent down to the challenger scene for no reason. Uh, you know, it's just one of those issues that... Uh, they're going to have to figure out. They're going to have to keep Piglet motivated. They're going to have to make that mid lane situation work out. Walter, who do you have at number six? I have to agree with you. Once again, it's going to be Team Liquid. And I think that Team Liquid and Immortals are really going to be duking it out with each other uh, towards the end of the split for this final playoff spot. Whenever you you know lose the second best jungler in North America, adding the best jungler in North America is going to be an upgrade. And I truly think this is finally going to be the golden age of Golden Glue's career. I think he's about to have a breakout split. Yeah, if anyone deserves one at the, after all many, however many false starts he's had, Golden Glue's a good case. Uh, I have Phoenix one at number five. I really like Anori. I love what he did last split. I think Adrian meshes very well with what Arrow likes to do. I think combining that with Anori, we've got some potential for some three-man death squads with Ryu in tow. Uh, I am very not confident about Zig. That is the odd person out. But if they can get these other four pieces going, they're going to have a very solid core. Walter, who is your number five? My number five is going to be Counter Logic Gaming. And this is more... Darshan and Hui definitely fell apart towards the summer split. Darshan in particular. And I'm just not willing to stake that much on them really turning it around. Hui is just really inconsistent. I need to see something out of Darshan early on to prove to me that he can handle the talent that has been added into the North American top lane pool. So I got him right in the middle here. They're still a playoff team, but I hesitate to put him any higher. 
I have uh, Immortals at number four. This is when we start getting into semifinalist teams. I am not scared off by IEM Kyung Yi. Every year we talk about how IEM never ends up mattering by the end of the split. I'm not going to get uh, my hype taken away just because of one bad tournament. Bot lane is the position that takes the most amount of time for players to get used to each other and what they need. So I believe that talent will eventually win out with Cody Sun and Ale. And Dardock and Flame is a potential top lane combo. Uh, the synergy there is going to be off the charts. Walter, who do you have at number four? At number four, the Phoenix Rises. I have Phoenix one. I think the additions of Ryu and Arrow and Adrian are a massive boom for this team. We already saw at the end of the split, Inori was making his case for being one of the better junglers in North America. And I think adding a very stable veteran presence in all three of those other positions will help him out a lot. He's a young guy. He can be a number one carry as he proved in that series against TSM. But with this roster, he doesn't have to be. And this may be a sneaky finals dark horse. I'm willing to pet money on it. And I'm sure we will when our, uh, when our, EU guess, uh, or any guest lines podcast start up. Uh, I have number three, Counter Logic Gaming. Uh, when in doubt, consistency reigns in a split like this where so many other teams are making changes. Uh, they stayed pat. I like what Xsmithy's done. I like the way their bot lane is developed. I love Zix as a coach, and I think that expanding to 10 bands really does a lot to set this team up for success. Walter, who do you have at number three? It's going to be Cloud9, and I don't have them any higher than this because... The rest of the jungle pool in North America is rather strong and going into a rookie in the spring split, this isn't a move that's immediately going to bring success for Cloud9. They aren't going to win a championship in their very first split. It's going to take a little while for contracts to get used to playing on the big stage and get used to not being microed by high. So I still think they're a semifinals team and the veteran leadership that they have in the top lane from Impact will probably be just enough to carry them over Phoenix 1 in the semifinals third, fourth place game. Very fair. I have TSM at number two on my list. I think that Team Solomid has proven time and time again there is a system in place. You have Bjergsen and Svenskeren, which is potentially the best uh, mid-jungle synergy in the league right now. I, I love what this team is capable of. I think Wild Turtle is a slight step back, but if Biofrost can rise to the occasion, this team's going to be very deadly this split. Walter, who do you have at number two? Right back to agreeing with you, it's going to be TSM. And as the resident TSM fanboy, Wild Turtle scares me to death. But when you have the best player in the West, in Bjergsen, the sky's the limit. And with how well Svenskeren played at Worlds, that combination, roaming, just scares me to death if I'm any other team. Yeah, and if the sky's the limit, then I'm right there at number one with my pick, Cloud9. I think that this is the team that I could look at that was both consistent in retaining its its core. Every player you wanted to come back is back, and the only player you would have wanted to replace is replaced by a guy that has been groomed within the Cloud9 system for this moment. I think the contract is going to be more prepared as a rookie than most rookies are. I think it's a step forward for them, and I think the organization is ready to climb its way back to the top of the LCS charts. Walter, who do you have at number one? At number one, I have Team Dignitas, because as much as I think Bjergsen is the best player in the West, 
Dignitas brought in someone that can contend with him in some day. I think the rest of the roster is very strong. Chaser, despite the fact that he did have an up-and-down year on Longju, is only a year removed from being considered one of the top three junglers in the world. Keen has always been played as a number one carry. On this roster, he doesn't. And Lod was one of the breakout stars for that sort of middling, envious roster. I think with, again, the pressure mainly being on the top side of the map, it's going to allow him and uh, Expecial to really control lanes in the bot lane because... Let's just face it, he was taking it to some of the best spot lanes North America had to offer at the end of last split anyways. Fair enough. Two very different lists. Uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you want to see more of our reasoning, we did our 10-part NALCS team-by-team preview series. Just go check out that playlist. There might be a link somewhere up here in the annotations if Walter is as kind as I hope he is to you guys. Uh Otherwise, you can just talk to us on social media about what you think of our predictions. I am at Redshirt King. Walter, where can the nice people at home find you? You guys can find me at C80s underscore LOL. Awesome. And uh, come back on Monday. We have our big interview that is about to come out with an LCS owner. We're very excited about it. And then, of course, Tuesday and Wednesday, you will have your EU LCS Guest Alliance episode and your NALCS Guest Alliance episode. It is that time of the year, ladies and gentlemen. We get to talk about actual games. So until then, goodbye, Internet. Hey there, C80s here. Thanks for checking out the podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, consider supporting us at www.patreon.com backslash roughdraftspod. For just a dollar a month, you can join your fellow listeners in our patron-only Discord channel and help keep the content coming. Or join our VIP club, where a dollar a show or eight bucks a month gets you first priority on all patron content, like our patron-only Q&As. And check us out on all of our social media, Twitter, at RoughDraftsPod, Facebook.com, backslash RoughDraftsPod, SoundCloud.com, backslash EsportsRoughDrafts, as well as on iTunes and YouTube by just searching for the Rough Drafts Podcast. Thanks for listening, and goodbye, Internet.